In this episode, we're going to be talking all about the idiom to see eye to eye. Now, this is quite a common idiom, but a lot of people don't really understand how it's used. So I've got you back. Today, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know to use this idiom just like a native speaker. Let's get cracking. All right, mate, how's it going? I'm not too bad. Thanks for asking. So today on the Dan Sensei English podcast, we're going to be looking at the idiom to see eye to eye. I'm going to be telling you what it means, how we use it. We'll even talk a little bit about where it comes from. All that's coming up in today's episode. But if you're new around here, my name is Dan and I'm here to help you stop being an English student and start being an English speaker. Now, I've been making podcasts and videos and teaching English for over eight years now. So, if you're interested in improving your English and learning more about British English, you're in good hands. I'm here to help you out. Now then, before we get started, I'd like to tell you a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes. So, this week, it's been a tough week. It's been, been a busy week, to be honest, with my regular job, as some of you may or may not know. I teach English in Japan and my day job is pretty busy these days. I finish most evenings about 7.30, 8 o'clock and start, you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock. So they're long days, right? On top of that, I'm also making, you know, videos on YouTube. I'm making short videos on Instagram. I'm putting posts on my website. You know, I'm a busy guy. I'm a busy, busy boy. And this last week, I'm tired, man. <laughs> tired from all of this work. But hopefully, working hard now will pay off in the future. So, I don't know. But yeah, this week, I feel a bit tired. And this weekend coming up, um, I'm going to get my hair cut. I'm going to go to the barber shop near my house. Get a nice haircut. Because my hair's getting a bit long. But other than that, I just want to sleep, <laughs> to be honest. Just want to have a good old kip all weekend. But it never works. I'm always too busy. I know for a fact this weekend I've got to get the camera out and do some more filming. And filming doesn't take too long. Filming's not bad. I enjoy filming. Same as I enjoy recording these podcasts. The problem comes in the edit. The edit takes three, four times as long. And I'm a bit of a perfectionist, you know. I like things done to the best possible degree of my ability right 99% is not good enough 100% is not good enough it needs to be better than the last one so I'm a bit of a perfectionist I like things to be perfect and when you're an editor that's a nightmare because I'll find one little thing in my videos most people wouldn't even notice it but I noticed it and I need to fix it and it takes ages so yeah editing is a bit of a ball ache now, British people, when we say that something's a ball ache, we're talking about testicles, right? And if they ache, that's not good. So when we describe something as being a ball ache, we mean like it's annoying. I don't want it. I don't want to do it. You know, if something's a ball ache, basically, I ate it and I don't want to do it. Now, it's not strictly true because I do enjoy editing. I've taught myself how to edit everything. But... I'd really enjoy not having to do that for a while. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll try and find an editor who can edit for me. And then I can just concentrate on filming more videos and putting out more content. And that's maybe something I'll look at in the future. 
But yeah, that's a quick insight into my life today. Hopefully you didn't find it too boring. Um, and hopefully you got to know me a little bit better, which is nice, isn't it? Next thing today then, got a question. The question comes from Instagram, again. And it comes from somebody's account called MB. So MB, thanks for the question. And they ask, what's the difference between turn and turn around? That's a good question. I can see why these words are confusing. You know, they both use the word turn. So they both mean the same thing, right? Well, not exactly. These words, although they are quite similar, there is a better difference between these two words. And it basically comes down to the how much does the direction change, right? So if we were to look at, you know, like a dictionary or something, the word turn would be something like a change of direction or, you know, something like that. You change direction. You're driving down the road. You turn left. You change direction to the left, right? That is what it would say about turn, and that's true. You know, you change the direction that you move in, you turn, right? However, turn around, to me, sounds like a complete 180 degree turn. Like, you face the opposite way to what you're facing now. If you're facing north, and you turn around, you're now facing south. You turn a full 180 degrees, and that's what turn around means. That's when we're talking about, you know, the, the literal definition of these words, turn and turn around. However, turn around has some other meanings in English. Turn around can be the amount of time it takes for something to be completed. For example, if I order something from uh, a website and their delivery turnaround time is two weeks, that means it's going to take two weeks for that order to be completed, right? So turnaround can also be re referring to a period of time for something to be completed by somebody else. Uh, turn has loads of meanings in English. Another meaning of the word turn is, as a noun, can be like in a board game. It's your turn. It's your time to play. It's your turn. As a verb, it's, you know, physical movement. Um, and yeah, like, it can also mean change. The weather has turned cold. So that, I guess that's kind of like change direction though. So um, there's loads, there's loads of ways, but basically turn, change direction, turn around, face the opposite direction to what you're facing now. I think that's basically the easiest way I can answer your question. Um, I guess turn around, you could also say U-turn, right? Maybe some people have heard of that, that phrase before, U-turn, go the opposite way <laughs> in England, do it, do it you way. Do a U-E. Spin it round. U-turn, mate. Do a U-E. I think Australians probably say do a U-E as well. Um, but yeah, that's what that means. Hopefully that answers your question, MB. Thank you very much for submitting it. If you guys have got any questions, best thing you can do, follow me on Instagram. Every couple of days on my stories, I'll put a little post like, ask me a question. Ask me there. That's the best way that I'm going to see it. So that's Dan Sensei English on Instagram. Follow me there. Ask me a question, maybe you'll hear it on the next episode. Anyway, let's move on now to the main point of this podcast. And we're going to be talking about the idiom to see eye to eye with someone. See eye to eye. Now, basically, the meaning of this expression is to agree with someone. 
If you see eye to eye with a person, you agree with them. You think alike. You've got similar opinions or similar views about things. You see eye to eye. Pretty easy to understand. Imagine two people looking at each other. Their eyes are at the same level. They can see each other's eyes. It means like they're even. They are on the same uh, height, right? <laughs> they're at the same level. They agree with each other, which is basically where this one comes from. Now, in terms of examples, there's a few ways we use this. We usually don't use it in the moment. Like, if I, somebody says something, and I want to say, oh, I agree. I wouldn't say to them, like, oh, I see eye to eye with what you're saying. Like, no, we don't really use it like that. We often use it to talk in general, about agreeing with somebody in general, or as a way of looking back at a past conversation. Like, I agreed with them when they said that last week. So a couple of examples of ways you could use this. Let's say uh, me and my boss could never see eye to eye. Like I never could agree with him. Like we just had different ideas, different opinions, different viewpoints. And I could never see eye to eye with him. I could never agree with him, which is usually true for me. I don't, <laughs> don't really seem to get on very well with bosses too much, but you know, whatever. Another way you could use this is to describe like a couple that are super different. Like the couple is like chalk and cheese. They're totally different people. You know, they go to the restaurant and one of them wants to eat pizza. The other one wants to eat sushi or whatever. And they can't see eye to eye on what to have for lunch. They can never see eye to eye on what to have for lunch. That's an easy way you could use that. Another way you could use it is when you're talking with somebody about the fact that you never seem to agree. Like, I don't think we can work well together if we can't see eye to eye on even basic things. If we can't see eye to eye on even basic things, there's no point us working together because we're just going to argue all the time. So you can use it like that as well. Now for me, a little bit of story about me with this. Like, growing up, me and my mum never saw eye to eye. When I was a teenager, I was a rebellious teenager, you know. I was really into punk rock. I had Mohican, you know, all that good stuff as a teenager. And me and my mum, we argued and we fought like cats and dogs. That's a good idiom, by the way. Not the point of today's lesson. But if somebody fights like a cat and a dog, like they're always fighting because they're so different, right? Anyway, me and my mom would always argue about whatever. I was rebellious. She didn't like the fact I was rebellious, I guess. And we would argue all the time. We never saw eye to eye on anything. It could be the color of the sky. We would have argued. <laughs> like I, It's just the way that we were. And growing up, we never saw eye to eye about anything. However, when I got older and, you know, we both chilled out a bit, we both, because it wasn't just me. It sounds like our rebellious teenager being a dickhead to his mum. It weren't just that. She were a dickhead to me as well. Like, years later, we talk about it and we're both like, yeah, we were pretty, pretty bad back then. So we both chilled out a bit and the relationship got better. And now with my mum, I see eye to eye with her on some things that I never used to. There's some stuff we'll never see eye to eye on. We're totally different in terms of politics. I can't talk to her about politics because we'll just argue. We're never going to see eye to eye on politics. But some other stuff, 
Um, we've come to the point now where we see eye to eye on some stuff, which is good. Because it's never nice to argue with your mum all the time. But some stuff don't change. You know, a leopard can't change its spots, which is another way of saying some things never change. And me and my mum, some things we're never going to agree on. We're never going to see eye to eye on. And politics is one of them things, and that's fine. You know, just because we don't have the same ideas about politics doesn't mean we're not family and don't mean I don't love her. So people need to remember that these days. You can disagree with someone and still love them. That's fine. I don't know. World's crazy, innit? Anyway, next thing uh, I want to talk about today is the origin of this phrase, see eye to eye. Now, a lot of these kind of expressions that have been in English for a really, really long time seem to come from the Bible. You know, that book with Jesus and, and all them in it. Um, so when I looked this one up, it looks as though it's come from the Bible. It says specifically the book of Isaiah 52.8. I don't really know what that means. I'm not a very religious person. Some people are. Great for them. I'm not. You can choose not to see eye to eye with me on that one if you want. I don't mind. But apparently this idiom comes from the Bible. And I'm going to read out the exact quote. I've got it here. Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice. With the voice together shall they sing. For they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Now, that's an English sentence, and I don't know what it means. However, it looks like they're all going to sing together, and they're going to agree with each other, and then they're going to go to Zion. So, whatever. Um, you know, I don't really... Never read Bible. I don't really know much about it, but that's apparently where it comes from. The bit that's interesting is, apparently, this has been, like, replaced in the Bible. So this phrase, see eye to eye, has actually been corrected in the Bible. And it's not there anymore in some of these. So, I don't know. Like, they kind of edited the Bible. So, an expression that was in the Bible and pretty popular actually got corrected in the Bible. It's not in the Bible anymore, but we still use it. So, who knows? English is a weird, weird language sometimes. Um, but, apparently, this one comes from the Bible. There's a load of... Um, idioms in English that are biblical that come from the Bible and this is apparently one of them who knew who would have guessed not me that's for sure um, so yeah that's basically everything you need to know about the expression see eye to eye it's a good one you will hear it quite a lot it's not specifically British but we do say it in England quite a lot so if you're going to spend time in the UK it's a good idea to learn what this means now, learning idioms is quite difficult, right? A lot of people um, that learn English will find it difficult to learn idioms because not a lot of idioms are literal. There's not many idioms that mean what they say. They're all idiomatic. That's where the phrase idiom comes from. The real meaning is hidden in the words. There's not many idioms that you can look at and be like, oh, I guess it means this. This is one of those expressions that I think you could guess if you didn't know what it meant. See eye to eye, same level, maybe we're, we're equal or something like that. Maybe you could guess that meaning. But a lot of idioms, it's impossible to guess what they mean. They're just completely different. Another expression we'll probably talk about uh, in another podcast is like, Bob's your uncle. This is a British idiom. And it has nothing to do with uncles, nothing to do with a guy called Bob. 
It just means like, and that's it, finished. So there's no way you're going to guess that, you know. You either know it or you don't. And this comes down to like, studying idioms is important. But it's different to regular vocabulary. Regular vocabulary, you're kind of just matching a word to a concrete thing or a word in your language or an action. You kind of map it together. You learn that this thing is called a pen or that thing is called a book. And it's kind of a concrete image. Idioms. The best way to learn idioms is in conversation and seeing people use them like in a natural way. Like when I'm telling you the story about my mom, I use that idiom a few times in a really natural way. And that's the best way to learn idioms. See them in action. And even if you choose not to use them, that's fine. I mean, it's good if you can use them. You're going to sound more natural when you speak. But if you don't use them, at least you can understand when other people use them. That's important too. Um, but especially for like advanced or you know upper intermediate advanced speakers, idioms are a great thing to learn to improve your overall English ability because it'll help you understand a lot more people, which is good. But it's also going to give you the option to communicate confidently like a fluent native speaker might. So I think it's a good thing, even though it's difficult. I'd love to know what you guys think about learning idioms. Like, how do you learn idioms? What's your favorite idiom? All that kind of stuff. Why not go over to Instagram, send me a message, go on Twitter, send me a tweet. Let me know what's up. I'd love to hear your thoughts about idioms, because to be honest, I've got a load more are these idiom podcasts coming? So, yeah, if you're interested, make sure you stick around for the next few podcasts because there's going to be plenty of idioms and phrases and expressions that we use in the UK. So, just before I let you go today, I want a quick reminder that if you join my study squad, you get the study hacks guide completely for free right now. This is my ebook that I wrote about how to improve your English even if you're studying on your own full of tips and tricks that I learned when I taught myself Japanese. And basically, I did a terrible job of teaching myself Japanese. I made loads of mistakes. I did things in really inefficient ways. Uh, so based on the mistakes that I made, I made a book telling you, yo, don't make the, these mistakes that I made. Do it differently. So it's full of tips and advice on how you can improve your English, even if you're on your own. I strongly recommend getting it totally free. All you've got to do is go to my website, www.dansenseienglish.com forward slash study squad. Pop your details in there. I'll send you the book instantly. You'll also get the cheat sheet for this podcast emailed to you as well. Now, the podcast um, cheat sheets, I've got the example sentence that I used. It's a place to take notes. You can make your own sentences. It's everything you need to make sure you can remember this phrase and how to use it for longer, which is good. There's no point listening to a 20-minute podcast if you're just going to forget it later. So, you know, that cheat sheet should help you remember stuff for longer. I would also like to ask if you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, do me a favor, wherever you're listening to this, whether it's Spotify or Apple or Google or whatever, leave me a rating. It really makes me day. And it helps other people see that this is a good podcast that's worth listening to. And maybe more people will listen to it if you give it a nice review. So I'd appreciate that. While you're giving the review, if you're on Apple, you can leave a comment. I'd love to hear what you think about it. That would make my life easier because when I make content, 
I just make content that I think you will like. It's much easier if you tell me what you actually like, and then I can make that. I don't have to guess. I'm not psychic. You know, I'm not a psychic Pokemon. Can't just guess what you're thinking. So if you let me know what's up, I can try and work that into my content schedule. But awesome. Thank you very much for your time today. Have a good one. And I'll catch you in the next episode.